0: something on fire, Chris, a firecracker.
1: Something on fire. Shit. Nick, you all right? You okay? You okay? Ah. They not what? Okay? They threw the flashbang on their ass. Okay, So, man, oh, man, we done seen some shit. We done seen some shit the past three, four days. So, that right, that took, that took me by surprise. Yeah, we might be, it might be that time. We in a different moment, Aki. Yeah. We on a different moment. You it know what I'm saying? It definitely might be that time. Me and you, we started organizing together, what? About two two years after the start of BLM. Mm-hmm. We've been together the past two years. Yeah. We ain't seen no shit like this for BLM. And we ain't seen no shit like this in our lifetimes. Nah. Only time I seen something like this is in with the watch rides, and but this wasn't nationwide. Mm. The watch rides wasn't—I mean—and I'm talking about the, the Rodney King ride. Right. Uh, I should say the Rodney King rides was like that, but it wasn't nationwide. And I mean, the Rodney King joint went on for about a week. Um. But it—I say this. I ain't seen this since Rodney King, mm. and Rodney King was isolated to L.A. It may have popped off every now and then on a couple of other places right. at that time. But this right here, I mean, shoot, they getting down in D.C., New York, mm. Chicago, Minnesota, mm. L.A., mm. Atlanta, mm. Um, Lu- Lu- Louisville. I don't know where the Louisville one was, was a little more peaceful. No, nah, hey, seven, seven people got shot the first day. Oh, OK. And Allure. then a then the, uh, brother just got killed last night. Yeah I'm gonna get his name For later in the podcast we're, we're gonna, you know Review a lot of that shit But there was a, another brother Killed in Louisville last night They let his body sit In the street for uh, They said tw- over 12 hours Around 12 hours, bro so you talking about uh The, the bar he had, he had the barbecue joint But we're gonna get into yeah. that, bro Come North on. Carolina South Carolina Didn't Yeah, this I've never seen this In my lifetime Like I said This may be our red summer Of what, 1919? This may be our red summer Cause, uh uh, they they really uh yeah it's popping off everywhere you know popping off in Champagne we, we we right here in case y'all don't know I mean we we come with a uh, unconventional intro this time but uh you know we are the Champagne chapter represent the Champagne chapter of the Malcolm X grassroots movement and uh, even popping off in Champagne protest the past three four days uh, every day something going on. They was marching through the streets today, uh, shut down uh, a busy street today, Green Street. Last night they was pillaging. Yeah, they was looting last night. You know what I'm saying? Re- uh, rebellion. Yeah, uh, it went on in the city. It was hot. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, Black Student for Revolution homies that was uh, mm-hmm. helping things out in the street today. You Much know, love. uh, you know, attacking in most cases I would say ninety essential non essential things of the capitalist apparatus. Right. <laughs> so, you know, uh none of the major things that we need in our um in our daily lives is really affected in it. So I you know, I'm like this, hey, you know, our people are angry and sometimes you got to test some shit up for people to understand what you're going through. Hey I think mother- I think motherfuckers is hearing us uh more right now than the, they've heard us before. True. You know so, yeah, I mean, you know, shoot. Um, and plus, it, I mean, and it's, let's not even base it around uh, a white reception of our message. Our people is tuning in. Our people want change. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, fuck uh, how we being heard. I mean, externally, mm-hmm. we be, you know, uh, new conversations are happening internally. Yes. That I, I'm much more excited about than any type of white reception. Yeah. or white recognition of our suffering. You know what I'm saying? Or white inclusion. You know, right. I, res- I respect, you know, all of those things, but uh, it's like, yo, you know, um, when you go to the concentrations where black people are, at least they form almost a quarter of the population, you see most of those protests and things be with us. You go to different places, you see a little more mixture, you know? I ain't gonna knock that. I mean, you know, like I say, it's still a, a it's a new moment in time. We've always had John Browns. Mm. So... You know, we ain't got no issues with John Brown. We ain't got no issues with the John Browns out here. Now, now, hey, let's let's talk about John Brown for a second, because John Brown was for the friend of African-American people from slavery, of course, but mm-hmm. also the liberation of African-American people uh, into their own self-determination. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as John Browns, I don't know. I I I don't know if we have any white John Browns. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not willing to go that far yet. Are there white people? I see white people fucking shit up, but are white? Uh, you know, I, I, time. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Right. T- trying, time, to will to, time will him. tell. Time will tell. I'm trying uh, to give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. But you know what? Black people still need is national liberation. You know what I'm national saying? National liberation, and and you know, uh, we gotta break those chains that's on us. Um, you know. We were talking about this earlier You know We live in that Neo-domestic colonialism Type mm. thing And You know We in places We live And I listened to something today too earlier That was sort of Going into that too A little bit was Explaining the difference Between a neighborhood And a community mm. And he was like A neighborhood Is just People that are neighbors mm-hmm. In a certain area mm-hmm. That's it there's plenty of times when you and our, when you go to our neighborhoods that's just we are we may not know our neighbors a community is what it's a it's a group of people that live in the same area but they have a common unity it's deliberate there you go intentional it's consciously formed formed yeah right and it's, yeah. and it's United around something more than just uh, geography yeah geography and and let alone from that they control things in their communities mm-hmm. you know they 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 have power over the resources or, or at least a major say so on the resources that's in their communities a the neighborhood don't necessarily have that mm-hmm. neighborhoods can get uh they, they neighborhoods are always laid or, or, or ravaged and attacked by other uh Uh, Pariahs Mm -hmm. Who want to come in And uh, exploit the people And and whether it's the labor The dollars The um, The uh, The finances All of those things You know They come in to do those things So Mm -hmm. it's like uh, It's a little You know Just like even in this thing With our our people I don't like to use the term riot I would probably say It's a rebellion Mm -hmm. But it ain't a revolution Right you know, um, we're rebelling. A revolution has a revolutionary program, program, cause, organization, all of those things behind it. Mm-hmm. That's the key component to a revolution. It's organized, mm-hmm. and it's organized with a goal, a mm-hmm. political uh, goal, and it, and it generally isn't reform. And, and we're talking about a total revolution that institutes, uh, you know, true democracy. Of course, there's revolutions that might have popped off more spontaneously, but then what happens in the vacuum of power afterwards? Yeah. You see the m- middle-class bourgeois, uh, you know, soak up some of the monarchy or the elite's power, and then they go on to reform the same power and, uh, you know, replenish the same type of capitalist system, you know, but, it, you know, uh, you know, a true revolution, the one we're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, well, that, and, a rebe- and us in and a rebellion, and this maybe can't be classified as a riot, because... Um, There's not a, there's not a core agenda right now about, you know, we know this is in in anger towards, um, you know, the death of Floyd, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, that doesn't mean it's necessarily a political agenda behind it talking about reforming the system? I think we came to the conclusion that we should be policing our communities or at least have an apparatus in place to police the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we talking about uh, reform? Just, you know, dying down and then going back into the same shit we was in before? Mm-hmm. You know, you know we're, 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 what's the plan? We're, that's why I say in all of this and what's going on, it's about the organizing that's going to come out of it and afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it significant. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, it came. But the organizing afterwards didn't necessarily take place to change the situation, you know? Because then, guess what? I mean, like, this has been building up. This has been building up. Well,
2: this is the basic problem. that white people think they're better than others. I can't solve the problem. You guys pull the strings that close schools. You guys draw the boundaries that keep our kids restricted to the ghetto. You guys write up the restrictive covenants that keep us out of houses. So it's up to you to talk to your brothers and your sisters and persuade them that they have a responsibility. We've assumed ours for over 400 years and we're tired of this kind of stuff now. We're not going to suffer patiently anymore. No more turning the other cheek. No more blessing our enemies. No more praying for those despitefully use us. We're going to show you that we've learned the lessons you've taught us. We've studied your history and you did not take over this country by singing we shall overcome. You did not gain control of the world like you have it now by dealing fairly with a man and keeping your word. You're treaty breakers, you're liars, you're thieves, you rape entire continents and races of people. Then you wonder why these very people don't have any confidence or trust in you. Your religion means nothing. Your law is a farce and we see it every day. You demonstrated it in Alabama and I can say you've because you're part of the whole system. You profit from it. In fact, you make your living from it. You couldn't walk around and talk to people, stand up in your pulpit on Sunday and preach nice little songs and say, now we're gonna give thanks to the Lord for he is good and old Jesus be among us. As far as we're concerned, your Jesus is contaminated, just like everything else you tried to force upon us is contaminated.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I like him. I like him. He came straight OG status. That strong black man. What was he doing? He was shaving somebody? Didn't I don't look even like know. He, I don't know where this from. I'm about to say like he was giving somebody a shave at the same time, like he worked at a barbershop, and he was just snapping on the interview. I like that. I got that video. Put that on my phone. I need to be him, and I need to be my ringtone. He cussed, he cussed shit. Hey, he cussed out everybody. He said, he said, your religion is bullshit. You bullshit. You can't be trusted. Come on. Oh. Man. He laid it out for him. Oh, that bro, snap by joy to my revolutionary soul right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we're going to we gonna have to find what's up. We're also going to have to get you on Twitter, man. So you can start, you know, sharing and compiling some of these things on there. You're an archivist, you know what I'm saying? Be a, pu- be a public archivist, man. I like my man right there. I don't know about the Twitter thing. Y'all be going hard on Twitter, man. Hey, we we hey the people, we need your support. We need to be jumping off. Bro. We we need we need more revolutionary black nationalists. I mean, that's the whole. I even cussed out a whole chat group. <laughs> Cause I ain't got the patience. No, hey, bro, losing I'm, my patience. Okay, I'm telling you. No, no, no. I'm telling you right now. All you got there's some good revolutionary black national brothers I, I, on I, there, I, bro. And I know that too. I know it probably is, man. I need to get on that. You know. Yes, sir. You need to, bro. You not be working, man. It mouths man. Hey, that, that's what I'm saying, bro. You be playing the games on your phone? Man, shoot, that, that's not going to be just on the Twitter now. I ain't no Twitter head. I know, but, <laughs> you know hey. R-B-T-Twitter. There's work to be done on there. That's what I'm saying. Sure indeed. There's work to be done on there. But we got enough people on there doing it. I, can't. I think we got a strong presence no, on that. We need more retweets, bro. More retweets. <laughs> <laughs> Two million retweets and right. shit. Well, hey, don't hey. We gotta hand out your newsletters, brother. This this we the Panther might have shit. To do it. We might have to do it. Now once you get there, you might have to use that. We're gonna have to use all apparatus. Hey, by any means, bro, By any means. Bam bam. Call it bam bam. There you go. So we back, man. Fire this time podcast, you know. Uh, You know, we're in the thick of things right now. We got to give a huge shout-out to what's going down in Champaign right now. Yeah, they got shit shut down. You know what I'm saying? So we got people in the streets right now. Big shout-out to them. Everybody, uh, we heard that first they was at the courthouse, then they moved to Green Street, and now they at the police station, Champaign police station. They banging on the police station. You know what I'm they saying? They going to bang on the police. I don't know what they going to do. I hope Be safe up there. You know, they watch themselves. And whatever they do, they victorious in it. You know, I would like to say revolutionary greetings to them. You know what I'm saying? So, and and our hope is that this leads to greater organization. You know what I'm saying? It it really is about what comes after this. But it's also about, you know, I I don't want to distract from the moment either. It's about what's going down there. You know what I'm saying? In in, in the moment. uh, and, And just... Like Cornel West said He was getting interviewed By Anderson Cooper And he said something like uh, You know What if people wasn't angry What if nobody was in the street You know How would that feel You know what I'm saying Might, and, you and, 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 and you know At one point Our struggle is not going to be protesting in front of the police station. It's going to advance beyond that at one point. It's not, it it has not advanced beyond that yet. Yeah, right now. And this is how some people enter the movement. Yeah, right now this is a protest that has turned into a riot. And like we say, the objective is to turn it from a riot into a rebellion. But some of these, uh, I mean, the protest in Champaign, I think tonight, it, uh, from what I've heard Has not turned into A rebellion It is more Yeah no 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 It it's hasn't a, yeah, It hasn't It's like a protest, yeah, it's, it's it's like a protest but, With a little bit of Riding going on But you think You're talking generally In the yeah. in the urban centers Where our yeah. people is at That's what like, you like, like, like in a rebellion sense Now In a rebellion sense You got a little more Organization You know And a rebellion Goes a longer Period of time A rebellion goes Until you get Your demands made But those demands In most cases Have always ended up With reform Now, in a revolution... And uh, let's talk about that. I mean, because we, we, yeah, uh, and we can get to the revolution, but, okay, the revolutionary demands end up in reform. Let's talk about that process, because that is what reforms after this moment, and uh, probably right now, if we look at the Mm -hmm. news, are going to be, are being thrown at us. Yeah, You know, reformist ideas, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I don't one, we can talk about our position on those reforms. Okay, do we accept them? Yada, yada, yada. What do we accept? Yada, yada, yada. That's a big conversation, important conversation. Another conversation that we have to have as nationalists is, it's not just about reforms and then demobilize and then depoliticizing ourselves. And that that is where the misleadership from the civil rights movement, uh, the misleadership from some segments of the black power movement, and the leadership from much of the segments of the Black Lives Matter movement has um uh, I mean, it carried on in that tradition. Um our biggest thing is not following through. Mm-hmm. You know, you right. got to follow through with what you um you do. So, I mean, I I can you can use it as an example. We got we got the civil rights bill, you know. Mm-hmm. We worked to get that. But we never capitalized on it. And we allowed them in our face to trick us out of it. To being the sole beneficiaries of it because right. And they tricked us through black faces Black faces And, and so we gotta always from, You know remember And that's the thing like we can even look at certain um, Say for instance African nations Right mm-hmm. um, If you Garvey Even though Garvey used a lot of models That may have came from Europeans He used the models that he had mm-hmm. But Garvey would have not agreed with Africa the way it is today. The borders were created by the Europeans. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. which caused more wars. Um the the relationship like like he that wouldn't have been his thing. But I'm not going to knock the way it is. But they a lot of governments that came into power, not all because they had some revolutionaries there, but some governments that came to power in Africa they became they didn't do nothing but switch the face of the oppressor mm-hmm. and they carried out the same damn laws he carried out, and so your reform came a regime mm-hmm. you know here in america we we suffer from the point of that we will we will go out here in the street, we'll march the person to get charged. Get off. We may march. Mm-hmm. They say they gonna put police cameras on everybody now. Hmm. And more than that, shit. They and yeah. they're, they're in your phones. And yeah. And all of this stuff, you know, and then you know, now they're gonna wear police cameras and stuff and all those things like that. That's reform. Mm-hmm. Shit don't change because then next thing you know, We still don't have Self-determination Still don't have Self-determination And all of it Is lack of that Mm. The the lack of self-determination Ties into actually All of that Now I'll I'll say this Let's talk about uh, One of the transitions We went through Since Black Lives Matter Because people Are taking a more Nationalist stance You know They're not as accepting In this moment Of liberal reforms You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying And you know That's why It underscores the importance Of us now putting forth A revolutionary program uh, To the people You know what I'm saying but uh, you know, it it also just speaks to you know how, how did how did the Black Revolutionary Nationalist position gain credibility? It's because we've been working, we yeah. have been working the past five years while this lull from Black Lives Matter upset that Donald Trump won. You know what I'm saying? That that led to a lull in our as far as our national momentum. Yeah, it has, and the backlash too that um the heartbreak of of Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, um. It's funny. I heard Omar Johnson say this about almost ten years ago. Mm-hmm. He said, Ob- "Obama gonna get out of office, and the next person that get in that office is gonna be way worse." Mm-hmm. And he said that you are gonna be in a shock. And he was literally right. Cause for the first two three years of um, the first two three years of uh, uh, Trump, we was just in a shock. He was just getting it in. We was just. Like the first year and a half? Two years? We just, so let's talk about Umar Johnson for a second because I, I think this is a good... Uh, that was a good prediction he made. A, exactly. You know? a, good, a good prediction, a good example of what we just talking about. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now, uh, do we agree with every single thing that Umar Johnson says? No, I don't think we have to to, to say what we're about to say. But uh, he was a joke. The the He was made a joke I've seen on black Twitter for years but that joke has turned on the non nationalists, the liberals in our community mm-hmm. that, that sought to make a joke out of Dr. Umar Johnson and make him, I guess, exemplary of of Hotep, whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, Dr. Umar Johnson's black nationalist politics and his humor has made him yesterday when he went live or it was the day before that one of them. He was the number one trending topic. In he uh, in Indiana, where I was at, he was the number one trending topic uh all he he was posted on this page, but he, the people reacted. Black Twitter, black social media spaces reacted to Dr. Umar Johnson. Because he was speaking so much truth, his political views. It, he was speaking a lot. i generally on you know, point. I can say I agree with a lot of his political views, especially on the stance that he is a Garvey and it, it really shows you the real lack of people that have a, a similar level platform that are speaking yeah. on some black nationalist, pan Africanist views. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and uh, you know, and it's so clear that the reading of the situation between a black nationalist and a black liberal. Are heading in two different directions, and the majority of black people are recognizing. You know what? We, uh, I mean, yeah, this, this is where we at. We, we. I once read a piece of information from an old, uh, ram newspaper article, and they said that black people are naturally nationalistic. Oh, th- for sure He said black people naturally Or they said black people naturally lean towards nationalism And um, what, what I've actually studied other things Where it's actually a human nature For humans to lean towards nationalism Especially when y'all have a sense of togetherness mm-hmm. You know um, I, I mean, I've, uh, we may have never came up in a nation look these white radicals you know what i'm saying or white anarchists whatever uh, white, a white a lot of the white left i don't want to you know put any one group in, in it but you know they reject a lot black nationalism a lot yeah you know what i'm well, saying I mean, but, but because just... they 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 think it's only about uh you know i guess their western view of what nationalism is and they think that they think that nationalism came into existence starting with europe but nationalism is you're right. It's about people protecting their culture. It's about it's about people uniting around a culture. You know what I'm I, saying? If I give you a good definition, Marcus Garvey said, nationalism is the loyalty and allegiance to self and kind first. There you go. It's just pride in your nation. You know what I'm saying? And loyalty to it. And and Now, once you start getting revolutionary nationalism, that's a different, you know. But but just on a base level, it's it's for pragmatism. Yeah, it's natural. It's in how you are dealing with an oppressive colonial system, number one, I guess in our contemporary moment since, you know, Mm -hmm. the Europeans came to power. But, of course, there's that more, I guess— like you said a human type of a collective organization mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying along cultural social political mm-hmm. realms African that, people you know what I'm saying developed that, that, the first nations in the world exactly we, we rose through all levels of civilization way before Europeans yeah, way before Europeans there were, there were senses of nationalism way before Europeans yeah. and those nationalisms were not inherently evil. evil a lot of the white radical white left say that preach that type of shit because, because that's it, their nationalism exactly and they want to hang on no matter what To black people You know what I'm saying They don't want to imagine Black people with self-determination They don't want to imagine and, Black people and, and, and with, just... You know Holding the own reins Of our communities You know what I'm saying Because Why Because In part Because they fear black men And that's yeah. That's a good Well a good aspect too I'm looking at I'm seeing it Just thinking about it Right Is that um, Hey uh, Haki Kuali Shakur Said today He made a post And he said that Control your protest Mm. And so we're looking at all these different elements that we're seeing in the protests. We see some, uh, we see our people, and then we see, uh, I would assume, to be a liberal white element there. And that liberal white element, he, they may be, he or she may be sincere, mm-hmm. you know? They may honestly be saying, "I'm, I'm I, I, you know, I, I'm tired of this. I don't have those type of beliefs. And, and I don't believe, you know, he should be murdered like that and things like that. But that's quite—they don't understand this thing. This is why it always confuses me. It seems like there's been some type of progressive, revolutionary-esque push to now— some people are not even saying revolution they rather say abolition yeah you know uh, what I'm saying because they think that the, the, the concept of revolution just comes from the influence I don't give a damn if you said you was an abolitionist if you're doing what the abolitionists was doing and the abolitionists had underground railroads and they were setting black people free and, and so like I, I, you know if, if you can do that in today's sense be all the abolitionists you want mm. sad problem is this they didn't have them arguments then but you know, abo- and they were straight ideologically different. But, <laughs> but see, people people call themselves abolitionists to avoid a yeah. real future, like laying yeah. out an actual revolutionary he, program for the future. Yeah. A revolution. It's just it's just about abolishing this and giving it to the people. Yeah. There has to be a more concrete revolutionary program that we're talking about. Yeah. Revolution- because because hold on, what they're not talking about is what what are they trying to raise in its place now within yeah. the black community? Mm-hmm. Abolition tends to go towards a more multiracial democracy, which mm-hmm. is not possible from a revolutionary national standpoint yeah like the revolutionary the revolution we're gonna do in our community as far as for self-defense you know what i'm saying a revolution is a total complete change of the power structure um whether that power structure submits that over Mm. or we have to take it there's no abolishing the american police system without revolution so why why yeah. why, why are we talking about what, abolition yeah I, I yeah i don't know, you know um, so do, you, you, do, do they think it's possible to abolish the police the system of police in this country i mean without do, revolution like, i don't I, I, I mean they don't think that but that's the misconception mm. that's not their intention their intention is not revolution mm. they can do all that shit talking they want the revolutionary, the revolutionary is not ashamed to say what he about. I'm a revolutionary. I'm about the total changing of power, not only in my community, because I'm specifically associated to the, the New African Independence Movement. So, my, but my African American community, all of them, that's what I mean when I say that. Um, the total change of power in my communities. I want want my people to run their communities in the the self-determinative sense of right now. The bigger picture is black people being able to have nationhood Mm -hmm. and have power Mm -hmm. to run. And organize their communities Right And that's not to close us off From society Or form a new society It yeah, ain't got nothing it's, to do with that It's to stand up in this society With power it's the They st- don't say that To nobody else Who do it in America Exactly It's to stand up as black people In this country With like self-determination Autonomous power Where we can decide What are our political positions How do we pursue those As a black nation And, how, and we can then Negotiate with in, into A multiracial democracy Which is, this society Is destined to be This yeah. society Is yeah, destined mean, to be that. I mean at the end of the day You know what I'm saying We live in a, a, in a Freaking melting pot In North America We wouldn't even be Having this conversation If there was a and, and, I, and I And I And I don't even want to say in a, I don't even want to say A race Slavery That's just say If instant slavery happened mm. It happened like it happened And we came out of slavery And then they let us be mm. And developed on the track record that we was on mm-hmm. in the reconstruction period and to keep on going with on land. that track record with, with land? With land and all of that Without it being taken from yeah, us Yeah Because we was getting land Exactly You know what I'm saying and we anyway, was buying land We was working And working our ass off of land Yeah we was getting land From the former slave masters Who couldn't take care of land no more They were selling the shit Or we was working And buying it ourselves Yeah or working and buying it ourselves buying an acre here an acre there you Thank were, you Back then families would get together And buy 15, 20 acres together Right Exactly So we were doing And that land was stolen yeah. from us Now let us go on that track record Uninterfered No Jim Crow No 1950s 1960s all the way up to now developing you know getting into new and upcoming industries and shit like that and being left alone and you leaving us alone is making amends to some extent right because you let you letting us develop you said okay we was fucked up we did this Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying But we ain't gonna mess with you. You know what I'm saying? We was wrong, we did that. Now we going, we gonna come back, you know. We may be having a different conversation right now. Come on, bro. It'd be completely different. You know, the problem is they didn't do that. We're in an internal colony, yeah, and, and they never, we never decolonize. Yeah, we, yeah. See, they, were, they never did that. But, but see, these white liberals, they don't want to admit that we're colonized. When you have a Kianga Yamata Taylor in her book, from Black Lives Matter to Black Liberation, in her last chapter, she saved her theory on Black Nationalism for the last chapter. She stuffed it in there, by the way. But she said that Black America does not constitute a colony. And she she claimed because of the, the labor extracted from the from the urban metropolis did not rival the extraction from traditional colonialism and then stopped there. And then just it, it was just a hogwash of just of just uh, it was not a non-scientific analysis. Right. So but but you have but Kianga Yamata Taylor is a black feminist scholar. Mm-hmm. You know, but she denies that we're a colonized people. I you know, mean, th- 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 this is some somewhat of a, a liberal position. If you don't feel like we need to be decolonized, you know, then then there's some uh, you know lack of belief in what revolution is really about. Yeah. See, the catch is this: a lot of people throw the word revolutionary around, but they don't agree with revolutionary theory. Right. Um, and they don't believe and they don't agree with nationalist theory they or re- liberation theory at all those are all different types of things but well, they're the same thing white feminism told them that you know black nationalism was the black male domination of black women um, but I, I, I want to say this what we speak of revolutionary theory is an interpretation it's a, it's a lens of interpretation for us to look at what our community is right And we analyze our community from a revolutionary nationalist standpoint, right? So, it's really a fallacy when I hear people disagree with certain things like that, because even though you may not be a revolutionary or a nationalist, if you understand what a colony is, and you understand the different types of colonies, Mm -hmm. you can read and find that shit out. Then it would be obviously that it would be obviously that black people are in some form of colonialism. You know? That's they they say those things to shy away from the actual revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. You know. They're not willing to admit that this shit may get physical. They're not willing to like, like, even though we're not out here advocating to get into some physical shit. We do support our freedom fighters Oh 100% You know And If, if, if it's somebody If it comes to a point In our liberation In this independence movement The liberation movement period We believe in, a, in a, I, I want to say it's a concept Of you know Bam By any means necessary mm. You got to get it done by any means necessary. That's a hell of a slogan for a young soldier. You know what I'm saying? By any means necessary, you got to get it done. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just because she ain't on that. They don't, they they haven't, they, a lot, it's like in academia, in history, they like to discredit black power and black nationalism. They love to talk about the civil rights movement. You can find all types of shit on the civil rights movement. You don't find too much on the black nationalists. They don't glorify it in the Bruh. same light. Like, in my it, P look, in my PhD classes, they try to shit on black nationalism every turn. Every turn I mean that's you know, that that that's just them. And and that's what I I used to get frustrated at that. But I got to the point where I understand that's what it is. You know, I I used to call them sellouts and all of that shit. But then it was just more of a thing of like, he don't see shit the way I see it. Mm. He don't see stuff the way I see it. He's He has a whole different Interpretation about this Now I might disagree With his interpretation Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying You think the black capitalism Is gonna get us free Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying Like You know But um, That's where Intellectual Combat And ideological Combat Comes in You know this is a movement where you're fighting for the hearts and the minds of the people. That's why, hey, part of the MXG and personality, never be afraid to engage in ideological struggle. You, you got to do it, you got know what to. I'm saying? Because you're going to have people out there, you know, Marcus Garvey said, you better be careful because sometimes your own brother be the one who sell you back into slavery. Uh, you know, just to st- take a, di- a step in a different, different direction, I know I'll be pissing some people off, you know what I'm saying? Like, with the ideology, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one, I guess if they resist it, but also, you know, it, it, it is something that we have to make routine. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. We have to be unafraid. We have to make our people less afraid or less cautious, you know what I'm saying, of ideological debate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's such—there's so many intra communal political feuds, you know what I'm saying, that are too often unseen. I think we got to get back to the the, 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 the something that I, our early African-American community was in. Right those people and they did it too. one because they weren't too far removed from Africa mm-hmm. um, I'm talking about the Negro conventions mm-hmm. we try to do some things sometimes similar to that like they do the black agenda thing mm-hmm. you know every year but we really need a joint where we narrow down the petty arguments mm-hmm. and get to the crust of what the situation is mm-hmm. what's dire on us now and the decisions we gonna have to make We've had those conventions all over. We had them all the way up into the 1800s, from the 1700s. They, they, they don't want us to have them no more. They don't want us to have those conventions no more. Because if you bring black people as a like a democratic like s- slice of our community, yeah, a representative slice of the community together, then what are they, what are they gonna say? We did yeah. independent schools. And, and these were yeah, and these were the free blacks. Mm-hmm. You know, now we did it again. You know, when we did it back in the 60s, back in the 50s. This is how the civil rights movement came about. This is how, actually, the New African Independence Movement came about by a convening, you know, at a conference that was called, and those peoples in that conference came to the conclusion of what they needed to do and what needed to be done, which led to the formation of our nation in 1968, or or the State of Republic of New Africa in 1968. You know, that came from a conference of, of ri- which originally was a gathering of people <laughs> who came together and decided, you know, so we need those gatherings again. And they had ideological debate in there. So, yeah, let's touch on another piece of history. Uh, this is more uh, uh, close to what I study at uh, in my Ph.D. program, uh, history program, uh, the student movement. How did the student, the black student movement come together? In the years after uh, the uh, okay, in the mid '50s, of course, you have some of the initial civil rights legislation victories. Then you, uh, in the in the in the next years leading into the '60s, you have unrest because of the lack of implementation, right? So then you have black students kick off the sit-in movement all across the nation, right? I believe it starts where? North Carolina? Yeah, yeah uh, Black Durham. I think it was Durham or Winston-Salem. There you go It started in North Carolina Black students kicked it off there Spread across the nation How did that turn into the black Or how did that help Start the black power movement Ella Baker Who was the The secretary Low key leader Of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying She was She she was outworking All the men in there all yeah, of them. all of them Ella Baker was working out working all the minute and the running house. them too run, she was run, she, look we can't talk enough about Ella Baker and the hard work she put in for this movement uh our black nationalist movement in a, in her own way you okay, know what i'm saying give her a street title OG, OG, OG Ella Baker well, Fundi right yeah. OG Fundy. OG Fundy. OG yeah. Fundy. yeah good one of them right there there you go OG Fundy. yeah Ella Baker she 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 took the resources That Dr. King, all these people was raising around the country, not just the material resources, but the connections, right? The infrastructure. And she called for a black student independent conference. I believe this is 1960, 1961, right? And at that conference, what comes out of there is SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. There you have black liberal, a black liberal leadership represented by people like John Lewis. And you have a black nationalist leadership represented by who? Stokely. Big. Big Stoke. H-Rap. Big H. You know what I'm saying? So eventually, as the 60s went on, the nationalists gained power in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And what do they eventually call for as they marching through the South? Black power. They call for black power, black self-determination. So it is about those conferences, a Negro conference or a black student conference. You know, there, there's multiple ways that we, that we get to the explosion and spark, you know what I'm saying, that's going to spark this consciousness shift. And, and I give you this one, too. It's a deeper story to that, right? Um, one of the predecessors to the Republic of New Africa was an organization called RAM. And if you uh, revolutionary action movement, and if you look at their early protocols, they had an agenda, and one of them was to take over movements to infiltrate mm-hmm. movements right black movements in the United States and radicalize them, revolutionize them mm-hmm. you know um those same elements that went into um militarizing. Or or revolutionizing the black student movement Mm -hmm. Came from RAM Exactly It was a continued succession Of going into SNCC Taking the black student movement And not only doing that But then led up to the formation of. Like I said The same people that was going through all them formations Ended up coming through the same formation And ended up being, you know In the foundation of Mm -hmm. um, the uh, RNA Right And, And so like you see a long term. You see long term work. Now here, now here is a uh, a little yeah. t- uh, tidbit of history, and we both have touched on this book. You actually have talked to the author. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we will return in a whirlwind. Yeah, uh, with uh, Ahmad. Yeah, Muhammad Ahmed. I'm sorry. Yeah, Muhammad Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that book, uh, he teaches that Malcolm X, in a conversation with him, agreed to be the national spokesperson. Or national organizer, one of them, a national leader within RAM yeah. uh, before his assassination. Yeah. And this, was, and this was, remember, this is the organization that after Malcolm X's death went on to spark in so many different ways the Black Power Movement that would take hold for the next seven, eight, ten years afterwards. Yeah. So uh, just imagine. That started Mal- back in, six, like, like in RAM, I can't remember the exact foundational year then, but that goes back to the early 60s. That was a formation from the early '60s, maybe late, like maybe '59, but I'm thinking '60, '61, '62. Mm -hmm. But it was around from that time. And like so many other organizations, they They, they was all they was all in. uh, um, I think like uh, student and SNCC movements at one point in time too. Exactly, And, and we we know that just how our movement is always intergenerational. That you know the legacies of movements before that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Linkage, you know what I'm saying? We we can't, legacy. We we can't have this conversation without mentioning who? Uh I I'm I not even mess, I'm messing up on her name. Uh Queen Mother Moore. Oh, Queen Mother Moore, yeah. Yeah, Queen Mother Moore. Oh, you're talking about that's, the, that's one of the founders. I know. I was like messed that. up. Yeah, Almost messed yeah, up. That's one of the ancestors I'm, I'm right sorry there. Founding ancestors her Malcolm and Rob. But Big that Rob. that's some of the connective tissue though. Yeah, we, that was but see, they was all in there. That foundation um dealing with elders from the different organizations that formed the Republic of New Africa, the different formations that came into it, the different individuals that was in there, Robert F. Williams, he he was already he was included as uh one of, he was the uh the president in exile mm-hmm. of RAM. Mm-hmm. Um Queen Mother Moore was a mentor to the founders of RAM and and uh, uh the first signer of the mm-hmm. declaration of, you know, Independence for the Republic of New Africa Mm -hmm. Um That that is a hell of a You know that's why You know People need to respect their legacies And And, their lineages When you come into something You don't know what lineage You may be running through Them some strong, solid And on point (laughs) You know what I'm saying That's taking us back to Garvey so like for real and I think we're both honored to say that we're part of that legacy as members of yeah super, super honored. honored yeah you know you you know that's that's something that um you know and that's something that we have to take pride in as a people that's just not an organizational thing right you know those exactly. people those those individuals we're doing those acts and fighting all of those years for black people in America and black people globally as a whole, period. They, Their whole lives, you know. The organization's still in existence for so long because it's been so successful. I mean, yeah. as far as sustaining a relationship, a constant relationship with the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're here because of the people. And, you know what I'm saying? It, it is, it, you're, you're right. The, the the This legacy, you know, it should bring us so much uh, pride Yeah Garvey said something In a famous speech African fundamentalism I can't quote it exactly But I remember When it first started off It says something like He said We need to start We We said Let us Begin to make And consecrate Our own saints And heroes mm. You know what I'm saying And so that That made me think Of how would we You know We may be encapsulating It in a, in, a, in, a, in a New African Tone, but it's really an African American tone. Now, I've always believed that they downplay Black Power, the Black Power movement in history, and sometimes in academia, they or they keep the conversation of it in academia. They don't let it like you don't you you've never seen a major movie being made in a theater about the, the Black Power movement, like and I mean like a movie where they made it may be a fictional movie. Just, but at least but, it was taking place in the Black Power movement. But see, we know if we had our own schools, we'd have the Black Power beginner, intermediate, and advanced classes <laughs> for, for, they, for the youngins, right? Black we, Power 101, Black Power 102, Black Power 103. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah you get in yeah. that fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. You know what I'm saying? You, you get know. you in that history. You know what I'm saying? If you do go to a white college, they're going to be pissed at you. you going to always be raising your hand like, that ain't right. That ain't right. This is bullshit. Nah, nah. You know, But, I mean, you know... Um, but we need to study the highest yeah. point, the, the, a high point of our struggle, the recent high point of our struggle. Yeah, that's that's something that we do. We have to get, you know, we have to get to a point. And that comes from the self-determination of being able to dictate, to have control in your media and being able to dictate your story the way it truly was. And, and th- that's a, such a profound difference between this moment and the 60s and 70s because we have energy you know what i'm saying we have anger Mm -hmm. we have a willingness to get in the streets we have those things right but we do not have the same control over the media institutions that 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 inform our people yeah the 60s was a lot different because i remember most black towns had a black radio station Mm. And if you didn't, you was jumping on another black radio station. And when you moved to a different place, you. but we have tons of black radio stations. They played a very pivotal role in the civil rights movement and the organizing, being able to inform people. Hey, there's going to be a march, such and such and such and such, such, such. Everybody listen to the radio station because that's the only station that play y'all music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the media, period. Just, you know, being able to control that, um, does so much because you can inform not only uh, visually, you know, but auto auto wise, you know, you know, to the point where you can, you know, really control the narrative of your story. So our kids, we, the Black Panther would be just as common as the NAACP. hmm And I and I think in this in this moment, social media is deludes us in some ways. You know what I'm saying because you can't get a true opinion a true reading of the the black community even as a black person from social media yeah you can't you you know well I mean? some of that is from the front but also because we can't help but judge things and we made the joke earlier we need more we need more retweets right yeah we can't help adjust things by the the support that we can perceive on social media. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That that's part of it, right? And some of that is is so fake. But because who who's who's on there with us? It's not just black folk on here. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a whole bunch of people that's not even part of our community mm-hmm. that that is involved in raising up certain threads, raising yeah. raising up certain movements. certain I mean, ideologies. and let's and keep it real too. It's sad to say this that. Uprisings Are a fad To a lot of black people Mm. And I'm saying this from personal experience Um, It's an aesthetic It's an aesthetic, yeah Like literally Nigga, you wasn't into anything black power Black consciousness Or anything like that Mm. All of a sudden It becomes cool To, you know, go natural Read books, mm-hmm. or you know, something pops up and, and now you woke. You know, mm-hmm. now it could be that you are, that's how you got aware. Mm-hmm. Very much could be that. But then too, when it gets to a point that everybody just co-signs the struggle, meaning that even though you may say, it's one thing to people say, Well, do you support the people out here doing what they're doing? You be like, Yeah. I do I ain't gonna hate on them You know Doing their thing Yeah It ain't really your thing That can be an honest opinion mm-hmm. But then sometimes It can be an opinion Just to say that you in mm-hmm. To just to say something In agreement mm-hmm. But you really wouldn't You really ain't about that And the, You know the, the This struggle This movement for liberation Is more about Agreement You know what I'm saying This is about What are you dedicating Your life to you know what I'm saying, like, this is about what are you doing between rebellions? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There you go. This is about what you, what are you doing between rebellions? Are you organizing in the downtown? Exactly. You know that that that's that's what defines a revolutionary. Matter of fact, yeah. What you doing when the revolution when the when the, when, when when the rebellion ain't started? Because if you was doing what you supposed to, What they teach us five P's? Pop preparation prevents poor performance. Mm. You know If you do those In your downtown, When the shit pops off You'll be ready You know Put a little ideology behind that And you'll be ready to roll But but, but what we've seen too much Between Black Lives Matter and now Is individualism And how it's crept in Since the 60s and 70s And how it's hurt You know what I'm saying Because we've seen the same lows Between 55 and 60 You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying We've seen the difference between 60 and 65, Yeah, right? 61, 66. We've seen some of them differences. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen the differences between 2015 and 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in, in this moment, we had to have an analysis. And the analysis, for me, looks like our people are more individualist now. And, and there was less, you know what I'm saying, I guess, nation-building, than should have been a lot of it has been I guess just individualistic uh, um, too, too much of it has been you know what I'm saying you have to remember we gotta remember as black people um, we've been in the belly of this United States beast outside of the Native American and maybe at equal time and I, I guess that's a critique less for working class black folks but more for political organizations yeah okay then because I mean I'm about to say We've been here the longest mm-hmm. Um It would not be surprising to me If I met a lot of black people And I do meet black people That's fully assimilated Into America mm-hmm. They believe they're American They believe in the American dream They believe in the principles of America They're gonna go They're gonna die for They're gonna do all of that mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me Because that's all he know mm-hmm. And they didn't allow us To keep the family bonds From the motherland Right So You know It wouldn't surprise me Of that Um but, you know, I don't roll with that camp. <laughs> That's not my camp, you know. And I guess we, you know, we as a people, you know, we we take the different stances that we take. Um, We're trying to go for the minds who want to change, for the minds who think that we can go better, you know. Um, This thing goes into progress. This thing goes into nationhood doesn't always include having uh, just a separate nation state. That, can, that 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 doesn't that's not the final destination, and that's not always the only end picture for a nationhood. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do believe that a nation should have ancestral land. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that they should have land that's sacred to them. I think every people should be afforded that, right? Yeah, and and and, and, and we it, there's certain aspects of land that should be sacred to us, and I do believe there's five, there's specifically, a couple of areas of land, five specifically, <laughs> that uh, are sacred to us. Um, they just so happen to compose large areas and tracks, you know, through uh, what they like to call the black belt, you know? Um... In that large areas, but I believe those are our ancestral lands because those are the lands that our ancestors worked and died on and lived on for over hundreds of years. And we still are the majority of the people in those areas right now. And we've been in this country damn near almost half, what, 400 years? So you're talking about almost another 400, it be a thousand years. Any people that lives in a group of area for a certain amount of time, that long, damn it, something should belong to them. We got ancestors just buried in those lands and on that soil down south. That uh, graves are unmarked. You know, my man Quaylee Shakur stumble across slave graveyards all the time. Just stumble across them. Damn. <laughs> You know, that's how frequent they are Like, bro, you in, in South Carolina You can run across plantations and, and, and old graves and plantations and shit And just in the woods You didn't even think it was there You know, um, old slave houses And things like that So man, you know, we got sacred land here and, and, and if it's not sacred land, it got to be places that sacred to us. You know, we got to reconceive the nationhood thing. And I think a lot of people, you know, uh, they they always think with well, nationhood, you talking about going somewhere else. Nah, man, we talking about a nation right here. We owe that. We talking about empowering the one that already exists. Yeah, we you know we we old we owe nationhood here, and this way you can work on that. You know, there's ways we can get to that. And um, our, our nationhood exists right now. You know. it, it doesn't have to express itself in a nation-state form, and it, you know, and who knows how it will it will come to manifest itself. Yeah. But we 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 have a nation right now in our unity. Do you see how we're reacting together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a common. I mean, a nation, man. It, you know, we 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 have always been something like that. We just ain't really never had no name or no organization around it. You know what I'm saying We never organized like a nation You know Um, Right now where we are at I think that you know us I think the most common thing that we should be able to get along on Is A political action You know Whether you are Republican or a Democrat Or neither You gotta admit that this shit just ain't working (laughs) You know It ain't working And it got to be something that works for us. And we have to have that unity that lets us say, this ain't about my personal beliefs. This is about what's best for my people. So let's go to Malcolm X. Let's see.
0: I'm about to click on a clip. The very fact that... ...called protesting and integration. ...all over the world today are standing up for their rights and fighting for their rights. But here in America, the so-called Negro students have allowed themselves to be maneuvered under a tag uh, of sit-in it actually i guess it describes it the, the name describes its nature it's a passive thing and uh, if their goal is uh, integration it's not a worthwhile one but if their goal is freedom justice and equality, then that's a worthwhile goal. If integration is going to give the black people in America complete freedom, complete justice, and complete equality, then it's a worthwhile goal. The holding this integration uh, uh, bottle and dangling it in front of the Negroes in America today has actually uh, disabled them, or it has uh, nullified their ability to stand up and fight like a man or something that is theirs by right rather than to just sit around and beg and wait for the white man to make up his mind that they're worthy to have this type thing. I think that this is, in my opinion, why we disagree with the uh, sit-in movement. If uh, they are willing to wait for another hundred years for the white man to change his mind, to accept them as a human being, then they're wrong. Uh, but if they're willing to lay down their life tonight or in the morning, in order that we can have what is ours by right tonight or in the morning, then it's a good movement. But as long as they're willing to wait for the white man to make up his mind that they are qualified to be respected as human beings, then I'm afraid that all of their uh, waiting and their planning is for naught. Until the black man here in America is uh, connected or reestablished or given, uh, given some knowledge of his existence prior to coming here to America, His own uh, appraisal of himself will be so low that he'll actually think that the white man is doing him a favor to let him be here in America, no matter what his status is. And he also, and this is one of the reasons today why he fights so hard, some of them, to sit down next to the white man. They actually think that the white man is the personification of perfection. And whenever they're allowed to go live in his neighborhood or sit in his restaurant or uh, uh, mingle or socialize with him, that they have attained, that they have have made progress, but uh, when they go back and study the history of their own people and the accomplishments of their own people, the civilizations and cultures, black civilizations and black cultures that existed in Africa at a time when the whites in Europe were living a uh, uh, cave-like existence. Then immediately, their appraisal of their self of themselves uh, begins to uh, go higher, and they don't think that to beg uh, 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 somebody to uh, mingle with them in this country is any kind of progress whatsoever. The black man in America, is the only one who is encouraged to be nonviolent or the black man in Africa, or the black man in Asia. Uh, Never do you find white people encouraging other whites to be nonviolent. Whites uh, idolize fighters. They idolize the Hungarian freedom fighters who came to this country and uh, right now can work on jobs that the sit-in students can get. Can live in neighborhoods that the sit-in students can't live in and can go into play public places that the students sit-ins can't go because they are fighters everyone loves a fighter they respect the fighter and but at the same time that they admire these fighters they encourage the so-called negro in america to get his um uh, uh, desires fulfill with a sit in stroke or a passive approach or a love your enemy uh, approach or pray for those who despitefully use you. This is insane. And we feel as Muslims, until we see white people practicing this nonviolence, take Pearl Harbor. When the Japanese uh, attacked Pearl Harbor, the American white man didn't say, pray for the Japanese and uh, let them now bomb Manhattan or uh, Staten Island. No, they said, praise the Lord, but pass the ammunition. But, uh, and if anybody comes along like Mr. Muhammad and begins to point out uncompromisingly in blunt terms that don't need interpret diplomatic language that can be misinterpreted, And he begins to point out these atrocities and crimes that have been committed against black people here in America today. The white man can never deny the fact that he's guilty, but he'll always say, well, forget the past and let's look forward. But uh, uh, the only people who are told to forget the injustices that have been done to them are the black people. When the black man here in America begins to stand up and speak about the crimes that are committed against him throughout America every day, no let up, just different forms, immediately a black man who dwells on that is considered a racist, considered an extremist, or considered someone who is advocating a doctrine that'll bring about violence and bring about a deterioration in the so-called good relations that are supposed to be developing between black and white in this country.
1: Malcolm still give it the way he used to give it. He's still giving it and it's still relevant today. I say to myself, I'm going to record all Malcolm, get all Malcolm recorded. That's going to be my Sunday church. My red, black, and green church For Sundays, him and Garvin Put that on the red Put that on the speaker and let that play Have a nice meditational moment Because sometimes, man You talk about make it plain He just made it plain Clear, cut, concise And right to the point What you think about that, son? I'm right there with you, bro You know And um, we really do gotta lay out the difference you know what i'm saying between uh you know real liberation and uh more of the same you know what i'm saying so um yeah i mean and we, we can't be i guess trapped into uh this idea where we have to prove to our oppressor something or get them to appreciate our oppression or believe that any reforms they can give us are, are the liberation that we're seeking you know, the liberation that we're seeking is, you know, complete control over the socialization of our children. They complete control over uh, democracy within our communities. They complete control over the economies of our communities because th- that control should have never been stripped from us. And that's why they don't want to answer that reparations call. Right. Because the reparations call meaning that you literally have to repair all of that and you i don't know if you can cut a check that that's that big cuz we don't really know what this going to look like right and and and, and Nobody it's not knows. it's not it's not up to us yeah. it's not up to us to there fix this of course we want to fix this we want to we we want to fix this world black people want to fix what's going on here it's not up to us to fix it though mhm uh, we will participate in any effort to do so yeah. we will often lead the effort we will instigate the effort mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they're going to fall behind and do it especially white people in this country eventually I believe it's going to happen yeah. but on the way to that and even if it doesn't happen even if it doesn't happen we deserve self-determination mm-hmm. if this world is the end 100 years from now we get where we get the asteroid is coming Motherfucker, I want self-determination From here to then You know Hey, it's all about that too I gotta figure out what these aliens is on When they ass get here Mm. But I ain't gonna do that I don't mess with none of that stuff But I just say I felt what you was saying, sonny. You know um, The people, you know um, The people right now are angry Corona got people a lot upset. There's not a lot of jobs out here. School was out of session for a long time, so you got our youth just in the streets. They're not providing anything, or, or and we don't have the organization and, and community institutions set up to make sure we can provide those things for those children. And then we got the job loss due to the corona. And then at all this same time, you got some police officers who just shooting black folks down up in the street, Mm. you know. And so, you know, you got the perfect mixture for some anger right now, you know. And as Sonny spoke on earlier and I spoke on too, you know, it's about the organizing that goes on during, but specifically after this. You know, you got to see now That nobody ain't going to have your back You depending on the federal government to have your back Because you say That you an American <laughs> You believe you are a citizen here But you can't forget you, you 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 obviously don't understand That you didn't always have a second class citizenship You damn sure don't get treated Like an A class citizen So you can't rely on them You can't rely on a lot but yourself You know And that means taking control of the communities that you live in and and the resources that's within those communities. Self-determination is always going to be an end goal for people because as long as you are somewhere and you're hoping that your oppressor will free you, he's always going to dangle the meat in front of your face telling you, you grab it, you can get free. And he'll yank it right back. Aki... I think that's where we ended, bro. I think that's the perfect spot, bro. The perfect spot. You said it all, bro. Well, we doing outro on this. (laughs) Outro, man. Free the land. Free the land. Peace. Peace.